Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir. On this Tuesday afternoon, the very first one of the year of the Metal Ox. And I'd like to welcome back on the program Andrew Dambina for this week's uh, Tuesday Report. Andrew, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing? And Kung Fat Choi to you and your family. Thanks very much, Noreen. Kung Fat Choi to you and yours as well. Yeah, doing pretty well, thanks. Had a good, a good little... Uh, CNY break over the weekend. How about you? Did you? Yeah, I did. It was a nice sort of uh, break and just just chilling out. And I am really all lobacco out. I've, I've I don't know. I've had so much lobacco. I just feel so bloated. Like ah. I'm I'm one giant walking lobacco. For some of our listeners, ah. if you don't know what lobacco is, is the traditional Chinese uh, turnip white turnip cake, radish cake, turnip cake uh, with bits of um, ham and and uh, shrimps in it it's delicious but you know there's only so many there's only so much you can have i, I think i had about eight 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 whole whole turnip cakes or eight slices noreen probably eight whole turnip cakes well it was shared between the family of four okay <laughs> there were small that wasn't, that, that, that okay, wasn't just your helping <laughs> it's all I ate practically. It's really just all I ate. Originally, I had yeah. ordered them for for my grandma and for my family, but because my grandma had a fall and so she's in the hospital at the minute, so uh, she we you know I made some for her, yeah. but I couldn't give her the two that were were were, were mm-hmm. given to her. And then my mom was like, "Oh, I don't want so much," and then so I don't want it to go to waste. So you know what? I ate it. It's all for me. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, we're, we're the we're, I, I uh, my, me and my family enjoyed one lobak go or turnip cake um, this Chinese New Year, and the one that my wife bought, which she reckoned was a good brand. I won't mention the brand, but she reckoned good it was good, Indians. and it was it was full of um, of turnip. It was like, I mean, it's good, but you know, when you have something that has plenty of real ingredients, it's like if you buy a good burger or a sausage and you're able to detect the actual meat rather than filler, yeah? So a lobak go normally is, uh, or not normally, but, but a lot of them can be uh, full of a lot of flour, yeah. which is padding in a way. That's right. And, um, yeah, rather than the other ingredients. Um, mine but, but, was like that too. Mine is made in a little local store, and the owner yeah. of the, of the shop, I think he's he's sort of in his mid eighties, um, and yeah. it's just every year you think he's going to retire, and he doesn't. And he's just the sweetest uh, old man, and he just sells like dim sum and lobaco. It's so yummy in Kennedy Town. Like, I won't mention the brand. I don't even know what brand yeah. it is. There's no brand. Can't mention it then, can you? <laughs> but what, <laughs> what what does he make when it's not Chinese New Year? Does he make lobak go all year round? Um, yeah, he does actually. Yes, he does. That's actually a really okay. good point. Why did I have to eat so much? Uh, it's not like I can't get it regularly, but he doesn't. Taste it, Noreen. Taste it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it but, but actually, if you think about it, anyone who has dim sum at any time of the year knows that a lot of restaurants have uh, lobak go or turnip cake pan fried on the menu. It's not just Chinese New Year yet. Um, it is one of those things that a lot of people, and we always get at least one in, um, to, you know, and also a Lin Go, which is the year cake. Um, so for a couple of breakfasts during Chinese New Year period, we would be either pan frying or steaming those two. Do you like the Lin Go as well? That's the sweet one that's kind of caramel colour. Yeah, I do. Um, that one's the one you sometimes crack an egg with it as well. That's how yeah. my, my granddad used to make it. But I didn't have any this year. I don't know why. Okay. I think my focus was, I think I was on a one-track mind. It was just eat turnip. as much 
turnip as possible. <laughs> right. Sounds like you succeeded, Noreen. Maybe next year will be a lid goal year for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, talking of things local, um, I mean, I'm sure the um, that a, a lot of people, if, if, if not all, will have heard the big news here, but we can't not mention it in a food and drink segment, can we? Um, many of us have uh, been looking forward to restaurant uh, restrictions being eased a touch. Um, and unless COVID infection numbers rocket in the next two days, we can expect that the longer evening dining hours will be allowed, that's till 10pm, and um, a big whopping big maximum of four diners will be legal at tables rather than the two that we've had to endure for, uh, for many months now. So, well, hey, Noreen, we can sit as parents with our kids at restaurant tables again. I just know. Just as we do at home. Just as we do at home anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so that's nice. We can now do the same thing that we do at home at outside dining. So um, that's good. Um, it seems a shame, though, that uh, the poor bar owners and uh, those who like to go out for a drink now then still need to wait a bit longer to hear anything about bars opening. So we can only hope that uh, the figures do stay down, that uh, that bars will be able to uh, get back to business and people can go out for a drink again. So um, let's 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 see how how that goes. Double fingers crossed from me on that one. Um, people who who want to go to uh, restaurants, though, I'm sure some or all will have heard, somewhere between some and all, um, is that um, you do need to make sure that you either allow time now from Thursday, this is if it all goes ahead smoothly, if figures don't go up too high, to, um, to either um, download, if you don't have it already, the Leave Home Safe tracking app that's been mentioned by the government, um, or by manually giving your details to staff. So allow that extra bit of time if you are going to go to a restaurant to deal with either of those two things um, because um, and we're, the details haven't been uh, kind of announced as to how... I should imagine just taking a note of people's ID. I don't know, can a restaurant take people's ID numbers, I wonder? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see how this thing rolls out. But, um, but it's, if, you, if you register for the app, I guess you have to put your ID and other things. But if, but if you're bowling up to a restaurant, people might not be too willing to... Um, to give too many personal details, but I guess they have to if they don't want to download the app or if they haven't done so, right? Any? Have you heard anything about that? That's a really good question. I, I don't know if they can legally ask for your ID number, but then again, they ask for your phone number, and that's sort of, yeah, that, that's sort of tagged That's also to... a privacy thing, I guess. It's, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll find out either personally or by people reporting it from Thursday, um from, is it from Thursday during the day? I, I know Thursday evening, obviously, the hours will be extended, but as it will be four added to a table instead of two, it could be from Thursday during the daytime. Not sure of the exact time that it comes into effect, to be honest. Anyway, it's baby steps, which is better than uh, nothing, and hopefully onward and upward with the numbers allowed. Fingers crossed. That's, so that's, that's, that's one thing, because it is, it is a massive bit of news, really, for the restaurant uh, industry and for... All of us have been unable to sort of go out um, too much over the last year or so. It's really great news that the figures are down, but um, let's 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 hope that continues. I know. I'm just so, so tired of living like this, of like yeah. you know, relaxing the measures, and then you know we'll go out and 
well, not party, but we'll go out, meet our friends. And then suddenly, before you know it, it's a it's a fifth wave. And then it's no schools again. Oh, I just don't want it to be like that. And I'm trying to be optimistic. But do you, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, probably I'm just whinging. But yeah, I'm sure our listeners no, everyone, everyone feel like that. Everyone feels the same, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, um, in other news, well, looking um, uh, at things that have been reported or discussed uh, outside of Hong Kong, uh, last week and for two weeks before that, in this segment, we began to look at some of the best social media and actual media from that's from video to um, magazine-type articles and recipes that were out there online. And it took more than one week's Tuesday Food and Drinks chat to do this, only a little bit over one, but, but because I started with the UFA which has the largest proliferation of foodie and drinky portals out there. So um, one of the many online publications that I rarely look at, so I didn't include in that must-visit recommendation, but however, it's something that I read this week, is a magazine called Yumly. Yumly, that's Y-U-M-M-L-Y. <laughs> it's a bit of a naff name, to be honest, um, and you don't hear me mention it too much because its articles are not always as insightful some of the other things that I did mention. But there was one from uh, two weeks ago that's worth a mention. And the subject or the heading is called Easy Healthy Weeknight Dinners. And um, it, it came out two weeks ago. And let's face it, after Christmas and New Year, followed by CNY, you know, about a month or so later, uh, on top of a year of COVID at-home snacking, um, it's kind of picked my attention there. Easy healthy weeknight dinners. Um, So uh, the magazine asked six popular American food bloggers who who specialise particularly in healthy eating for some advice on how to keep nutritious eating going through the week um, as uh, as America um, during, you know, the last month or so has had many of its states in in lockdown or much more restricted movement than we have in Hong Kong. Um, in, so that it was suggesting this instead of uh, allowing takeout to kind of take over um, as an unhealthy routine during the pandemic. So um, the premise is that it can be a challenge really to motivate yourself to cook healthy weeknight meals um, night after night or even for a few nights a week, especially but not only, this is not one of those that's about people who are on their own, it's about people who are in a family, but it did mention the article that it is even tougher for those on their own. Uh, we, we had a chat, um, must be about four or five weeks ago now, about uh, uh, where I highlighted in, in one of the segments in my Tuesday was about a very, very um, good writer from the New York Times who was writing all about getting himself you know, off his sofa and and eating takeout and doing stuff on their own. I know it must be harder when it is one person on their own. But uh, but anyway, this is not what this article is about. So they looked at six different um, bloggers. They weren't just looking at the sites, though. They actually interviewed these, um, these people to get some feedback on what people can do to motivate themselves. So I'm not going to mention them all, but I'm going to mention um, just some snippets of three out of the six they mentioned. So, um, and I sent you some uh, pictures today, Noreen, unlabeled, of course. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for you to, <laughs> sitting here quietly yeah. waiting for, for when you're going to mention it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what these, these, these pictures are. So I sent Noreen three, what I think are rather tasty looking um, dishes. 
um, from uh, a lot of dishes that were mentioned by six different bloggers. These are just three samples of things that are easy to make. And um, the, uh, it's, it, I'll just start with the first one then, which is the pasta-looking one, which is a uh, plant-based carrot marinara sauce. So it's using carrot, it's using vegan ingredients, and um, it's from the... Uh, it's from the blogger who calls their site Kale Me Maybe. Kale Me Maybe. Yeah, the silence is because that's an awfully corny name, isn't it? It's Kale Me good. Maybe. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the blogger name. Um, so, it's the real name of the person doing it is called Karina Wolf, um, LA-based, and she's a health and wellness food blogger running this Kale Me Maybe. She says, just cook anything. Cooking at home um, is already a great step for your health. It's good for your mental health, it's good for your creativity, and it's good for your body, she says. So feel free to experiment, and do not worry if it doesn't look like a blogger's picture. Well, <laughs> that made me laugh, actually. Because, I mean, when I think about the things that I make sometimes, I don't know about you, Noreen, but uh, I don't think I could really launch a food blog, by the way. I <laughs> Cooking looks on a plate. How about yourself? I don't think I can either. No. Okay. Well, so so Wait, do, what, I what, like, I, do I look like? Do no, I look like? No, I don't. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge what a person's platter delivery is like. How well styled a plate of food might be by what the person themselves looks like. That's true. Certainly not. Okay. No. Um, don't don't judge a a, a domestic chef by their. Um, uh, external appearance. But it's, so uh, for Wolf, um, healthy in her blog translates as recipes that are mostly, uh, they are mostly vegan, but not all. Some of them include um, fish and meat. They're mostly vegan and they are mostly gluten-free. So she is doing mostly pasta bowls and uh, uh, lots of colour. She's doing bowls, actually, with a lot of things. It happens to be a, um, uh, a bowl of pasta that I've sent you a picture of, which looks like um, um, marinara, which is a tomato-based sauce, um, and also is using carrot. It's a really orange sauce. It looks really fresh. And she's using um, about uh, 10 or so ingredients, and it's something that can be made in 20 minutes, and it's using basically fresh... Um, it's using fresh crushed tomatoes, and the rest of it is just a bit of onion and garlic, and linguine, she's using the uh, gluten-free stuff, which is quite expensive in Hong Kong, it must be said. But in America and Europe, they have a lot more um, gluten-free products. Um, and coconut milk is the secret ingredient. Coconut milk and nutmeg. Now, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of putting, of it having that just edge of coconut milk and nutmeg in a, in a pasta dish, which is... Uh, basically tomato and grated carrot. They're both quite like? fragrant. Yeah, I, I can see that kind of working yeah. and then the nutmeg sort of elevating the mm. the coconut milk. It's kind of an interesting yeah. combo. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's alongside uh, a bit of uh, salt and pepper and chili pepper, uh, chili pepper, a tiny bit of chili pepper as well. Sounds pretty delicious to me, actually. Um, you know, not too complicated. And a lot of these dishes that is in the Yumly article are not complicated. The second one I'm going to mention um, is uh, quite a simple uh, one, too, in a way. Uh, it's written by a blogger who's a nutritionist and a dietitian by, 
by trade and her daytime work. The blog is just something she does on the side. And um, her name is Mia Sin, and her site is called Nutrition by Mia. And she shares healthy weekday recipes even before this article came out. I wonder if the writer or editor saw Mia's blog and thought, hey, let's make her, let's look further into this. Not saying just ripped off the, the idea, but, but one of the uh, focuses of Mia, uh, Mia Sin is to look at how you can do something quickly and freshly and healthily on a weekday night. And she does something which is called salmon packets, eight ingredients only. Whole thing takes 25 minutes to make from prep time to cooking. That's my kind of recipe. Eight ingredients, 25 minutes to make. That already sounds good, doesn't it? And that's the picture of salmon that I sent you, Noreen, which is um, a fillet of salmon, uh, which is wrapped in foil, and it's cooked with avocado oil, fine slices of lemon underneath it, and some spears of asparagus and a bit of dill thrown in as well. That really, looks really so simple. delicious. And it's so simple Doesn't as well. It? Something about lemon and dill um, that go really well together. And then asparagus and salmon also go really well together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you know, I've had lunch and that's making me hungry just talking about it and looking at the picture again now. But, so keep it simple. Um, don't, don't, over, don't overthink it. That's what, that, that's what this article's saying. And the last one I'll mention is um, a blogger. Uh, the blog site is called Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, Eats L-A. And so um, that is An- Angelino Lindsay Baruch's site. Um, she is doing also mostly vegetarian, um, mostly vegetarian dishes, but um, healthy cooking does not require a lot of rules, she says. It comes down to feel-good, uh, nourishing meals that fill me up. She is also doing chicken, as you can see in the third picture that I sent you. Um, her picture is, called, uh, is of a dish called shredded chicken bulgogi bowl. So bulgogi, that's a Korean-style chicken with a, uh, with, a, with, a, with a marinade sauce. Now, this one is so not, not your 25 minutes. It looks fantastic, but I've got to warn you, Noreen, if you're thinking of taking this on, 90 minutes cooking time from start to finish oh wow to, do to make it really to do tender exactly to make the chicken more tender yeah. and the sauce as well will take some time to sort of simmer Bang down on. that's exactly so that's two out of the three areas where a lot of time is um being taken the marinade needs to be made and the chicken needs to be marinated while you're doing other things for 30 minutes um and the other things that you're doing mostly is shredding an almost infinite number of vegetables. If, you, if, you, if the, uh, the, the listener could see the bowl, it's got finely sliced uh, cucumbers, it's got grated carrots, grated cabbage, chopped up scallions, green onions, and chili peppers. It's a, it looks beautiful. And, and uh, you know, sometimes there is chicken in this. It's not vegetarian, not one of the vegetarian dishes, but it's on top of uh, Japanese rice with some toasted black sesame seeds. There's, there's loads in there. Um, there's actually 22 ingredients. It's a bit different from the salmon where there were eight ingredients. But, you know, if you've got a weekend and a bit of time to do it, and even though restaurants are opening till 10 soon, you know, there's nothing wrong with enjoying some home cooking. And um, this is one of a long list of, of recipes that is put up there on Yumly. So find out more about this story, which I found very inspiring, I've got to say, um, even though I don't rate all of the uh, articles on this site by going to www.yumly that's y-u-m-l-y dot com 
And this article is called um, Easy Healthy Weeknight Dinners. And it's, um, yeah, six different uh, top nutrition-minded American food bloggers giving their thoughts on how to get your head around uh, keeping good habits during the week and uh, not not just caving into fast food or just taking takeout. That is um, that is the crux. I think that's looking at the looking at the time, Norbert. Um, I have got one more story. Don't know if I should rattle through it, rush rush through it for you. We've, got about, we've got about three minutes. I'm happy to save it for, for, for another time because there were just a couple of points yeah. I wanted to make on the back of what you were saying. Yeah. You know, I think with the Wait. whole COVID-19 and everybody's just been sort of stuck indoors, rightly so, you know, for social distancing, I, I, I feel like once the restaurant sort of... Uh, so I suppose once the curfew is sort of lifted, we'll see a lot more people mm. eating out. But then those of us who've sort of enjoyed eating in so much and, and nurturing those somewhat healthy eating habits, I think some people mm. will still continue to do so. So I'm a bit torn to, to see whether people will sort of go all out and dine out heaps or will there be a sort of um, a balance between dining out but also continuing with the with the with the home cooking um mm. i don't i don't know how will you feel yeah how will you feel i think i think i'm a bit more i've got two little ones so i, I don't think we'll yeah. be sort of heading out every night to, to eat i've certainly missed dining no. out um but i don't think i'm sort of rushing out to to eat out every night maybe a couple mm. of times this this coming month or maybe one more time yeah. i don't know depending on how busy it is because the last mm-hmm. thing you want is everybody to rush out and then before you know it um the government yeah. is announcing curfews once again um, but one thing i feel yeah. really torn about in hong kong is that um I, I, I used to make sushi back in the day and in, in, during university days and during, when I used to live in the UK. But because it's mm-hmm. because it was expensive to buy sushi and it was expensive to eat sushi. But now in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. it's so cheap to eat foreign cuisines. I don't know, like uh, Japanese food, Korean food, um, Egyptian mm-hmm. food. I don't really feel the need to, to cook it myself. Do mm-hmm. you ever feel like that? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, in fact, uh, my wife in particular always says, um, often when we're looking at a menu in a restaurant, uh, she'll say, "I'm not eating that. I can make that at home." And it's kind of <laughs> it's one of it's one of her, one of her cat phrases. And, and, I, and I really, yeah, I do agree with that. Actually, I mean, if you're going out, you would uh, you might as well have something that you wouldn't normally know how to make or just wouldn't make. Yeah. It makes sense. And, uh, unless, of course, you're wooing someone, then you want to go through the time and the effort and you say, oh, I know you can buy this outside, but I made this for you. You know, that's sort of a, a, a nice, charming thing to do. But I don't think sure. I don't think I don't yeah. think I'll be doing that anytime soon. Valentine's Day has come and gone. Yeah. Leave that to the wooers, Nori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I'm looking forward to going out on Friday if, if the restrictions are lifted. Friday um, already? Um, Ooh, check yeah, you out. Day, as soon yeah, as it's lifted. After, <laughs> yeah, as soon as it's lifted, I will be going out, and I'll be going out at lunchtime to have dim sum on the island that I live on with four people. Oh, and, uh, that's so that, really that's, nice. That, that's what I'm planning. Right. So I'm hoping the figures don't suddenly rocket. Exactly. Well, on this note, I hope everybody enjoys the last few days of the restrictions and may we never enter the fifth wave and hopefully everybody will get a chance to eat out as soon as possible. Andrew, thank you so much for your sharing and we'll chat again on Thursday for Artsing Around. Thank you so much.